Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. This week, we watched a French movie called Eight Women, but I'm, it's French, so I'm going <laughs> to try and say it in French. Do not come at me. Sweet <laughs> femme. I'm sure it's better than what I was going <laughs> to do. <laughs> like I, got, I got told off already <laughs> earlier in the week. For how I said it, so. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of mispronunciation on this episode because I'm not French, in case you didn't know. And I've never learned French, even though I've wanted to learn French, but I never did, so. I took, like, two years of French a long time ago, so that's all I remember. <laughs> so, again, don't come for us. I mean, yeah, please don't at me. <laughs> This is the only time I will ask not to be added. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I doubt you have a history with this movie because I introduced it. Absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, this month we're kind of doing our personal choices. So last week was, not last week, but like before it was mine yeah. um, with Anna and the Apocalypse. So now it's yours with Sweet Fam. I got so nervous. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I do have a history with this one. Um, so, like, when I was a kid, so maybe like preteen, I was really obsessed with the idea of being able to speak um, Spanish, French, and Italian. So I got like, <laughs> I got like one of those DVDs, like learn Italian in three months, oh, okay. and um, uh, same with French and everything, and. Um, one glorious day, I was watching TV, and there was a French movie musical happening, and I was like, what? This is perfect. What the fuck? And it was like a murder mystery, too. So I was like, oh, it's like Scooby-Doo <laughs> with like music, and like, it was, I was super excited. And um, I think I caught it like once or twice, and then I kind of forgot about it. Um, until we were like, oh, we need to do a Christmas-themed something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we found the thing. So that's my history with it. Um, yeah, it comes from my Francophile past. <laughs> and now we have French friends who I'm terrified of. who are going to be like, what are you doing? It'll be fine. <laughs> One of them loves the movie, apparently. Yeah. So... Um, okay, so we can get into it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I made a, a list of unknown characters because there are eight main characters mm -hmm. that you see throughout the movie. And I kind of just made little notes at the top just so I could remember who all of them were. Yeah. There's also one character who never says anything, but he's there. I love that he, like the only male character ha you do not see his face <laughs> and he never says a thing. Doesn't matter. It's so perfect. Starting off, we have Suzanne. Suzanne is um I thought her name was just Susan when they said it, but then I looked at the subtitles and it's Suzanne. Mm -hmm. Um she is coming home from school for her Christmas uh holidays. 
something like that. It's snowing. She gets out of the car. It's very romantic looking at this uh, large manor that seems to be in the middle of almost nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm guessing that's what it's like in some parts of France. Um, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> rather. But yeah, they seem to be a fairly well-off family just looking outside, looking at the clothes that she's wearing. Um, she gets out of the car and then we immediately just get introduced to person after person after person. Mm-hmm. So I think we first get introduced to uh, Gabby, who is her mother. Gabby is uh, an older lady, like very well kept, like her hair is in like this perfect like bob thing and she's wearing very like, pristine clothes. Yeah. Yes. She looks like late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Uh, we also get introduced to Mummy, who is her grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. She seems uh, to be in her uh, maybe 70s or so. Mm-hmm. We get introduced to Chanel, who is the only black person. And I mean, kudos for having a black person. But I'm she's be also honest. the housekeeper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I never claimed this was a perfect movie. <laughs> I was just like, oh, she's the black maid. Got yeah. it. <laughs> but to be fair, there's also a white maid. There's also a white maid <laughs> called Louise. Yes. Um, Louise, it, she she seems to be the newer housekeeper. Yeah. When she gets there, Su- Suzanne doesn't know her. Apparently, she's only been there for a short while mm-hmm. um, and is still learning from Chanel. We also get introduced to Augustine, who is uh, Suzanne's aunt. Suzanne's aunt, uh, through her father. No, no, it's it's, it's through her mother. Her mother's yeah. sister. Yeah, I forgot. I was thinking about a different character, mm-hmm. but it's her aunt through her mother. Uh, Augustine is very much fire cracker, just explosive kind of person she's very she's <laughs> so much is what i can say like she's a lot just like immediately a lot yeah you know, she's the kind of she's the kind of person i mean she literally i think she literally does this in the movie where she would pretend to have a heart attack oh right yeah just to to get attention, attention yeah on her and i was like oh she's that person okay yeah like she comes in and she's like Oh, why are you here? Did you already fail? Da, 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 da. Like, it's <laughs> okay. like speaking to Suzanne, like, um, yeah, like, did you already fail? Are you already giving up on school? And Suzanne's like, no, I'm here for Christmas. She's you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but grades can be fake. Da, 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 da. And she's like, no, I'm a perfect student. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then we have Catherine, who is the little sister mm-hmm. of Catherine. Suzanne. She, Catherine, she is, uh, we don't really get much of her uh, initially. We mm-hmm. just see that she's just a little sister. She looks more like her mother than Suzanne does. Um, she like, okay, <laughs> she's 17 or whatever, and for some reason, it, it, she has the energy of a 12-year-old. She's 17? Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was like 14 or yeah, something. She has she's the energy so of a 12-year-old. Small. Yeah. <laughs> she's so <laughs> 
that makes so much sense for the things that Suzanne talks about later mm-hmm. with like boys and stuff. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, don't you know boys? And it's like, asking her the little sister about boys. Like, what are you? <laughs> but now that you say she's 17, I, was, I think I missed that yeah, information okay. earlier on. I think I was still trying to figure out how to write notes at that point. <laughs> <laughs> when they must have said that. Um, but yes, we just... It's just kind of introduction to person after person, getting to know their personality. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a murder mystery, like I said earlier. Yeah. And so, like, that's sort of the the style of murder mysteries is, like, here's every character immediately, and here's the important things you need to know about them yeah. and their relation to each other mm-hmm. um, before we get any real story, quote-unquote. Yeah. I, I will say, I didn't write much notes for the beginning because it was just introducing all of the characters mm-hmm. i literally only started to keep notes when they did the first song <laughs> right which is mainly so it's a rockabilly song that's mainly sung by kathleen um but is also joined in by some of the others by gabby and suzanne suzanne mm-hmm. um and it's papa could please don't look green I would say it in French, but like I'm so self-conscious about it. So I think I don't think we're gonna get through this episode without feeling self-conscious about like ninety percent of everything. I think I think we just have to go for it. Yeah, but I yeah no yeah. Um. But it's, it's, oh, it's by the way, this is like a jukebox musical, which I didn't know until like a couple days ago. Um, it is? Yeah. So like all these songs existed prior to this musical uh-huh. existing. So You see? Because it's French. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But I mean, they, they fit them in pretty well. Yeah. there's It's actually super perfect. But yeah. yeah. And contextually. But um, this song is mainly about like, I think they were saying something about her father and how he's out of the loop, and that's basically what yeah. the song is about. Papa, like you're old-fashioned, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's it's just it's cute, um, and kind of embraces the young spirited energy of Augustine. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote down Augustine is generally antagonistic. <laughs> oh yeah, one thousand percent, just coming in with that like. Ah, energy, and I'm like, oh, please take a breath. <laughs> I, I think I think he said something about she she was gonna. Someone said something to offend her, and she said she was gonna go and commit suicide immediately. Yeah, it's like wow. okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. But I started to write down when the plot started to happen. So, yeah, Louise, the new maid, takes a tray up, and then finds Marcel, who is Suzanne's father. Um. Gabby's husband, all of that, finds him, stands in the back, apparently dead. Uh, Catherine runs up, looks in, locks the door so that only the police can go and attend to the the crime of the scene. The scene of the crime. (laughs) I couldn't get it out without saying it incorrectly. (laughs) Um, The scene of the crime. But Suzanne, Gabby, and Augustine get the key from her and go up to see for themselves. Mm. And they see Marcel in the bed, 
with that apparent knife in his back, so they closed the door again. <laughs> it's like, okay, so no one's going up there. Yep. Uh, Suzanne then tries to call the police, but the line has been cut. So whoever did this heinous crime does not want them calling the police. Mm-hmm. Gabby wants to physically go to the police, take the car and go, but Louise, uh, Louise points out that the dogs didn't bark, so whoever it was that actually committed this murder because they thought a stranger had come mm-hmm. and stabbed Marcel and run out, and that's what happened mm-hmm. at some point in the night. But because the dogs didn't bark, it means that no stranger came because apparently they're good guard dogs and they bark at strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this has like knives out energy. Or I have not seen knives, knives out. Don't tell I'm me. Just, I'm not telling you anything. About <laughs> I mean, like I'm just saying, like it has that, like knives out has that same energy. I mean, I th- I guess it's just like the who done it, yeah. like locked in a house type uh, trope. To be like, and there were dogs, <laughs> and did they bark? Because if they did, it might not be someone in the house or whatever. I actually write down what year this movie was made. 2002. 2000, 2002? Mm-hmm. This movie was made in It's meant to have that, like, 60s, like, it the... looks it. The, um... Like, even the way it's shot. Yeah, the director, I think, or uh-huh. writer, really wanted to make, like, a very... An homage to Fair enough. the 60s or whatever. He succeeded. Yeah, absolutely, 1,000%. Because I, looking at that, I would have assumed it was made in the <laughs> 60s. Like, yeah. it's just so... So there's these weird shots that they do sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just like a person. It would be like if someone was looking into the audience on stage, mm-hmm. but it's just someone looking into the camera and then the camera just lingers on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That's it's very like um it's it's very reminiscent of but I but watching the whole thing reminiscent of what sorry of just like of that era the like the sixties sort of melodramatic um like using the camera and the audience through the cameras as, as like a stage audience in a weird way mm-hmm. yeah but I will say this could easily be staged yeah like I was it it all pretty much happens in one room like maybe another room is occasionally shown but a lot of what happens in those other rooms are Mm non-essential and really you just need like the kitchen and the living room and you have the entire movie on stage Mm -hmm. in a minute yeah i really like that Mm -hmm. um but yes where was i (laughs) (laughs) uh right dogs so no dogs barking means no strangers enter the house, so the murderer is one of them. Ooh. So, they all sit down at the kitchen table and start to discuss why any of them would want to potentially kill him, kind of. They don't get very far, yeah. because they start to talk about how, I think they were contemplating, well, maybe he committed suicide. And I'm like, are you going to commit suicide stabbing yourself in the back? Y'all are illogical. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it, it is a thing of, like, you don't want to believe that anyone in this room with you yeah. is, like, a killer. Yeah. So it's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe he stabbed himself in the back. But they start talking about how Marcel's, 
Max Sales' business was failing. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some of his money stolen by his business partner. Uh, something, it's so convoluted. And more gets revealed. And I had trouble keeping up with the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. But Gabby uh, uh, immediately starts to... Uh, I think they start to talk about how he was giving away all of his money to his sister, how he spent money on his sister beforehand, his mm-hmm. sister who we have not met at this point. Yes. Um, his sister who is Pierrette, um, but how uh, she has this decadent, wild lifestyle and like, lives on her own by herself and does all these random things yeah it's, just, it's like she sounds fun let's <laughs> lie let's, let's not lie yeah uh, i mean that's another very like like looking like making it 60s is like yeah being a woman who has any sort of independence you're like ah a whore <laughs> <laughs> and like i mean that's the that's like that's how they treat her Ah, a whore, <laughs> a whore. Yeah. Oh God. Oh shoot. Um, I I wrote down that Gabby doesn't like Marcel's sister's decadent lifestyle and Louise and Chanel's exchange looks. Ooh, they oh, know right. Yes, they do. Yes, I picked that up on the <laughs> Chanel insinuates that the murder was possibly one of the women and not a mysterious man mm-hmm. and Augustine implicates Gabby as she will inherit money from Marcel's death but Gabby implies that Augustine is just jealous of Gabby's entire thing that she has going on well yeah she's the quote unquote hotter sister she's, mm-hmm. she married Yeah, she got married I was going to say she married her she got married it really doesn't matter to you um they live in like a pretty big house yeah it's it's it seems like her life is quote unquote perfect yeah also uh mommy and gab mommy and augustine live in the house on gabby's uh request mm-hmm. kind of a thing so it would not be a stretch to imply that she's jealous yeah but money oh Money, mommy, <laughs> money, money. Uh, so Augustine, after that, she runs off saying she's this is when she says she's gonna commit suicide. Um, <laughs> and mommy gets up from her wheelchair to chase after Augustine. Oh, yeah, and, and they're all like, What the fuck? And she's like, I don't know, maybe it's the snow, maybe a Christmas miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and then she runs up the stairs. So I just so much happens in a short time. <laughs> Louise tells Suzanne and uh, Chanel that Pirette hitchhiked. Uh, oh no, I'm right. Reverse. Okay. So Louise tells Suzanne and Catherine that Pirette hitchhiked to Chanel's uh, uh, cabin to play cards All right, yes. during the night. Chanel uh, comes out and denies that she has visitors, 
and says Louise is actually trying to seduce Marcel away from Gabby. Mm -hmm. And Mami tells Suzanne uh, that the shares that she had because she has shares in, I think, in Marcel's business. Mm-hmm. Um, her shares were stolen two days ago. And then there's a random fight that well, yeah, happens. Yeah, but like she also implies that she was going to give them to yeah. um, Marcel. But Marcel said, no, keep them. Yeah. But then, oh no, they're, they've, like, stolen. they've been stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how that interaction happens because she's like, my shares were stolen from my secret place. You mean under your pillow? And it's like, yes, how, did, how you did you know? know? It's like, <laughs> mommy, everyone knows. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you hid them so well under your pillow. Um, I wrote that there's a fight. I don't remember who the fight was between. I, I, I believe it was uh, between Gabby and Augustine. Because that makes sense. I mean, sure. Well, I say I I think I wrote down because a lot of people end up getting involved in the fight, right? Because Chanel is, um, Suzanne is trying to part them, but she gets pushed away, and then Louise gets kind of pulled into it, and then Chanel is pushing it. And it's the whole thing. Yeah, the fight breaks out basically. Yeah, and I think Gabby then decides to head off. She's gone. I'm going to go to the police now and Louise runs after her she's like wait madame <laughs> and she runs off after her and then we get the second song sung by Augustine which is Message Personnel which is more of like a talky kind of a song yeah, than anything um, well she like plays the piano and like is like monologuing Yeah, and then I mean that's basically what the song's like too I think um and then like gets off and then um starts singing yeah um i don't know the words but <laughs> it doesn't like, really have like an identifiable but yeah it doesn't have like a chorus or anything it's just yeah. like stream of consciousness yeah kind of it's meant to be explaining Augustine's feelings right. to the rest of them that she actually does care about them. Yeah. Even though she might come off a certain way, they've misinterpreted her feelings. Which, like, honestly, girl, same. But yeah, but also, <laughs> Augustine is a lot. <laughs> like, I get Constantly. it. Like, I get, like, she's like, hey, you guys think I hate you, but I don't. That's just how I show love. And it's like, See a therapist. <laughs> because this is not it. I yell at you because I love you. And but it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> love or not. Thanks so much. Don't want that. But then immediately after that, um, Augustine uh, says that uh, Gabby has been, she has heard through the walls because that's something that she does. She has heard that Augustine has been begging Marcel for money. Not Augustine. Gabby has been begging Marcel for money. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's what she interpreted anyway that she overheard. So Gabby and Luis return and inform them that the car has been tampered with and won't start. So Gabby can't go to the police. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly someone appears to the window. Who could it be? It's Pip. <laughs> she <laughs> so much. Okay. Oh she but she's so devious. 
she's woman. She's a subtle so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is. I could, in a, if I had to choose to be in a room with one of them for <laughs> more than an hour, for sure, it's Pires, but like, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Pires arrived because she has, she got a phone call, a random phone call, saying that her brother um, has been killed. Yeah, she's uh, like, I got a, a prank call that my my brother's killed, so I'm here. What happened? Like, <laughs> obviously it's a joke, right? Who who called me? And they're like, um, thing is, <laughs> actually, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad because it's just like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Not a prank call, but now we've learned information that someone used the phone after Chanel because they established earlier they were trying to figure out who used the phone yeah. last. This is when they were at the table. Yeah, this this is when just before, just yeah, just after they figured out that it was the line was cut or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, Chanel's like, yeah, I called somewhere at like seven or something like that. And so, like, as far as they knew, Chanel was the last person. person. But apparently there was a person after that who called and was like, hey, your brother's dead. Ha ha. And then cut cut the line. Perrette, the door is still locked. So she's basically yelling at them to unlock the door. But they couldn't give her the key. Because the key has been switched. It was on the piano. Oh. And now it's gone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't remember them opening the door. Ah, yes, because the key has been switched. But we, as the audience, also know now, because when Pirette approached, the dogs didn't bark. Right. Even though she claims that she has never been there. that house, yeah. But yes. And so, like, we now know that Pirette could also have been the murderer mm-hmm. because dogs didn't bark. So bitch must have could have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so a lot of I say a lot of people. Gabby and kind of mommy <laughs> don't like Pirret. And they're just like so like standoffish with her and Pirette sings the song. Um A Quartet de Vivre Libre. Ma- so yeah it's a, this i love this song so much but yeah she's basically like what's wrong with living the way i live yeah like, what's the price of just like living free honestly yeah and girl same <laughs> yeah she's just like ah. Oh. Let me be independent. Like, I'm a feminist. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can stand behind that. I can get behind that. Augustine has this thing that she has had about reading, or rather not reading. Mm-hmm. And she's just been denying that certain people who read certain things and that ladies don't read and what have you not. Yeah, she's... <laughs> When she was first like berating uh, Catherine, she was like, "You're not supposed to be reading. That's so unladylike to be reading like these murder mysteries, adventure books, blah 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 blah." <laughs> and um, Catherine's like, 
well, fuck you. Um, but yeah, she's been adamant that women shouldn't be reading because it's unladylike. But Spirit now reveals that Augustine and her are actually part of the same book club. And it's very happenstance how everything happens because they happen to be of the same book club. And mm-hmm. she has happened to read the same book as her, which is Gondola, Gondola, of, love. Gondola of Love. And it's <laughs> an inane romance book. Yeah. And in that book, she happened to find a letter that Augustine had written to Marcel. And had happened to forget it in the book. Yeah. So it's all very just coincidental. But I sure. I kind of feel like thinking about it now, Pirette probably stole that from the house. But you know Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's been in the house. That's yeah, fair. I think so. But it's it's basically a letter detailing that she's lied about her shares of mommy has lied about her shares. Um about how much she had, what have you not. I don't really get the whole money thing. It's kind of it kind of goes over my head. Yeah, but because yeah, they're talking about like shares to a company. It's I don't think they specify that it's Marcel's company or anyone's yeah. company specifically. But yeah, they're like shares, and I'm like, is it was it just common in 2002 to be like I have shares in a company and then leave it at that we don't even know whether or not this company is like a profitable one we just know that you have shares in it yeah but yes we get that little revelation and then Pilette is also confirmed to visit Chanel and play cards despite the fact that she had said earlier that she had never been in the house but we all know that everyone lies mm-hmm. so the women begin to discuss all discuss where they were that night mm-hmm. during which it's revealed that Pilette was with Marcel because earlier Louise had said that she had brought tea up to Marcel's room yep. and everyone else was like Marcel doesn't drink tea that's ridiculous but no she was adamant that no I did bring tea up to Marcel's room but now it's like well if you brought the tea up you would have been the last person to see her and Louise is not ready to take that blame, so she's yeah, like, I'm sorry, madame, uh, Perrette was in there with Marcel. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just so you know, the last person who may have seen Marcel is Perrette and leave me alone. <laughs> like, I will not go to jail for you. Yeah. I don't like you that much. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, Perrette was the one that the tea was really for. Uh, she'd come to talk to Marcel for something. Suzanne uh is the one who's actively leading this questioning brigade this mm-hmm. inquisition rather because as it stands she was the only one to have arrived that morning but so she wouldn't so like yeah she wouldn't have been the last one to see him at, in the night or whatever but katrine's like hey you haven't you haven't told us about like where you were with to which like um suzanne's like um I came this morning. Y'all all saw me come <laughs> this morning because I came in this morning. And Catherine's like, no, 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 no. At 4 a.m. I saw you. <laughs> and I'm like, Catherine, do you not sleep? No I mean, sleeps. same. But like, 
You're 17. You're a growing girl. When I was 17, I would sleep 14 hours a day. <laughs> no one sleeps in that house. Don't you know how the scene goes to the bathroom five times? That's fair. And she goes to the bathroom a lot. So. Which, okay. I have a thing about that because she said um, earlier she was kept up by Katrin's reading. Yes. How? It was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, no, but, what else did you imply? No, but then she said she was kept up by mommy cluttering around in her room. Sure, but like she started with the Katrin reading thing and I'm That's like, how does that make sense? Also, I don't know how loud reading is that's what i mean <laughs> like how could she have been ca- anyway that's just the thing that ca- came into my head that i was like i don't get the logic behind that but okay and she's augustine what logic so <laughs> uh suzan had apparently arrived very early that morning to tell her father that she was pregnant to tell marcel that she was pregnant i'm going to start referring to him as marcel from this point yeah <laughs> forward Louise had gone off to get help on her own uh, while the Inquisition was happening, but came back revealing that the gate is locked and they are all trapped together because it's too high to climb. Mm -hmm. Dun dun dun. So, with nothing to do at the moment, uh, Suzanne and Kathleen go up to the attic kind of a thing overlooking the grounds and they're talking about uh Catherine's asking fairly innocent questions like so this guy like what's he like what's he look like what do you yeah how do they treat you blah 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 um and then uh Suzanne answers with a song yeah mon amour mon ami mon ami mon ami na 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 mon ami mon ami na 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 it's a very cute song. Yeah. It's like the song that uh, I just like that stuck with me throughout the years. Like out of all the songs that are in this movie, I always remembered that one because I guess that's where where I learned Mon Amour. Mon Amour. Mon Ami. It's very cute. And they're doing like little hand games as they're singing the song. It's yeah. very like little girly kind of song, which is again why I thought that she was. 14 and not 17 but it's fine i think it's fine so uh when they come back uh it was already established that gabby was not pleased that suzanne is pregnant because she's just going to college or whatever she's come back for christmas and now london by the way <laughs> that's a that's a detail that i forgot they're rich people mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, her whole life is going to have to change, I guess, because she's pregnant, she can't go to school, like, all of that stuff. She's a single 19-year-old in the 60s. Unmarried, I think, is more the thing. Rather than just her being single, she's unmarried. But, but, like, I mean, as far as they know, she's, like, she's, like, fully just not attached to another person. You know what I mean? She's just, like, pregnant. So, I mean, in Gabby's eyes, she's just, like, Swept around, maybe. Yeah. And like she fully calls her a slut. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know how she feels about Pires as well, so. <laughs> Speaking of Pires, so Pires, known shit um comes in, <laughs> uh, comes in while Gabby is berating her daughter. 
and is like, oh, well, Gabby, I kind of remember that you were pregnant mm-hmm. when you married my brother. Yeah, but she's like, well, I kind of remember you were pregnant before you got married. Also, isn't it great that Marcel was there so that you didn't have to be like alone and pregnant anyways? <laughs> and it's like, yes. <laughs> and it's also a little bit sad when you realize what actually happened. Yeah. Which we will explain in about three minutes. But uh, yeah, Gabby was pregnant before she got married to Marcel. Augustine, then realizing that there's no attention being given to her, faints, quote-unquote. Strong point. (laughs) Like, she faints, but you could believe it for, like, a second, and then her eyes open. She opens her eyes. (laughs) And is, like, looking around to make sure that people are fussing over her. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But she's also just, like, listening to the conversations that people are having as well. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. But and Suzanne goes to try to find the medicine. They're like, they can't find the medicine. But then she does find the medicine under um, Gabby's bed. And then it's implied oh. that Gabby is trying to kill Augustine. It's like, no, it's no, not. She's not. Really. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's just like, that's so much mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but then Louise. They have to administer the medicine via injection in her bum. And Louise is forced, kind of, like they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's (laughs) incredibly pressured to administer this uh, injection because she's like, she doesn't want to do it. It's not her job. She has no expertise in this Yeah, I have no qualifications to do anything. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. Why should I be the one? Yeah, and they're all like, if you don't then it's murder because if she dies you said no yeah it's a crime to refuse <laughs> to give medicine to someone it's like y'all are able-handed yeah y'all can do it <laughs> it's like yep. no it has to be her. No, so yep. she has to administer this medication which and then this is shot incredibly sexual like her ass is like <laughs> just the for in the foreground and everyone's just like staring at her ass and then like when she gets the injection she kind of moans but like it's just it's very sexual <laughs> it, I, I think it's some kind of tranquilizer but maybe it's just like nothing maybe it has to be like... nothing because she fainted out of nothing she's not <laughs> sick <laughs> I don't know but um, Suzanne, Pierrette and Gabby end up having this conversation about uh, the will that Marcel would have had. And um, Gabby tells Pirette that uh, Marcel was thinking of putting her in the will. And Gabby is, not Gabby, uh, Pirette is initially like um, a little bit like tough. She's like, oh, he was thinking of me kind of a thing. But if there is no will, then Gabby is the one that's set to inherit everything because she was his wife. Yeah. So it would actually be in her best interest if there was no will. Right. Kind of a thing. And, um, but they're like, neither of them know what happened, but then Suzanne informs them that Marcel told her that he was actually going to deal with the will that day. Yeah. And because he's now dead, there would be no will, which would imply that Gabby's the murderer. Yeah. Perhaps. 
Yeah. And Gabby Chase is like, oh, so you're just trying to bury me to secure your own innocence kind of a thing. It's yeah. like, she's telling the truth, <laughs> which is more than anyone can say. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, God. But Suzanne and Gabby end up uh, talking again because Suzanne, when she was looking for Augustine's medication, found Gabby's packed bag under her bed implying that she was going to leave Marcel and Gabby is like yes I was going to leave myself (laughs) pretty much Um, Um, and this is where she sort of tells Suzanne about her actual dad and yeah that Gabby was pregnant before um, Marcel married her and that her Suzanne's actual father died in an accident while she was pregnant and she loved him very much and looking at Suzanne reminds her of him. Yeah. That kind of thing. Which is like, it's sad. But also, for later. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, just like, like you said earlier, so mean of Pirat. Yeah. Like, uh yeah you were pregnant bitch you slut as well mm-hmm. it's like no her love died <laughs> she had no choice she was a woman in the 40s or whatever at that time yeah and had to get married no choice so a little sad i mean Pilate might not know all that but still. that's also true Still, like unnecessary. <laughs> so, um, they were discussing earlier where everyone was that night, mm-hmm. and we get. I'll I'll dig into the timestamps of where everyone was later because we get a breakdown. Mm-hmm. But um, Chanel had initially said that she left the house at midnight, but it turns out that um, when. Mommy had come down at some point. She had seen her coat or her umbrella. She seen some article of Chanel still there at like one a.m. Right. So Chanel is like, "Well, I did come back to the house that night. She wanted to protect Pirette mm. from Marcel, and this is when we get the. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. We get the." <laughs> <laughs> This is when we get the first incestuous implication. Yeah, where, like, um, uh, Pirate is like, oh, we don't, like, we're not like that anymore. <laughs> Maybe when we were kids. And, like, and, like I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Marcel's so fucked up. I mean, both of them are, but, like, yeah. ugh. But yeah, so like I'm running with the idea that they for sure 1000% had an incestuous relationship in their late teens, early 20s, and no one can convince me otherwise. <laughs> Chanel, the, the whole reason that she went back for Pirette is because she loves Pirette. Mm-hmm. And no one likes that happening. Yeah, they were like, a lesbian in this house and they all fucking freak out yeah Suzanne is the only one who like doesn't freak out cause it's like A like Chanel's been here for years and she's been a very good employee one and two 
Marcel is dead. <laughs> like yeah. someone's actually dead out there. There's more important things than to there being a lesbian. Like yeah. you weren't this upset when he was dead. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Gabby is the most upset. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Which later on, sure. Yes, I mean. Uh, <laughs> and like Pirette kind of like, doesn't throw her under the bus, but like doesn't stick up for her. Which yeah, she doesn't at all. She like, doesn't at all. You fucked the woman and like, the moment it is revealed, you're like, I'm white and also part of the family, actually. So <laughs> I can very much distance myself from my queer activities. And it's yeah. like, mm, not great. <laughs> like, they don't, they just, like, she pushes her to the ground. Yeah, basically. she, like, fully shoves her. And it's, like, a very, like, sad and, like, humiliating, like, little moment for Chanel. Yeah. And, like, I feel for her justice for chanel yes chanel heartbroken goes into the kitchen and sings um for me pas vivre so uh oh na 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 so na 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 it's pretty repetitive something about to avoid being alone alone, yeah you go to like the cinema and da 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 yeah yeah It's, it's a really sad song you just like you do things to avoid being alone, but in the end you're the alone. And it's like <laughs> Chanel. Oh my god, Chanel. <laughs> Girl, my heart. No one there deserves you. <laughs> they don't. They don't deserve Chanel. She's perfect. Yeah. I think there's a there's a verse like to avoid being alone. Like men are with men, women are with women and it's just like but she can't find that for herself. Yeah. Kind of a thing. It's like, oh, Oh, Chanel. <laughs> Truly. Like, I, I, like, okay. She's, like, the only character who I don't have, like, of doubts about their character. <laughs> like, their, like, personalities. She's, like, perfect. And they treat her like this. So, uh, Perrette. Um, shitster, shitster, ends up outing Louise as Marcel's mistress of five years. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no way to write down every little thing that happened, and some things might be missed. But mm-hmm. it's like a, so, uh, so Louise, Louise cuts back. Oh, oh right, because. As soon as she's revealed, Gabby is like, oh, you sly whatever, whatever, just coming in here and pretending to be the maid or trying to get my husband out from under me. And then Louise mm-hmm. cuts back to Gabby, just like, I relieved you of your wifely duties. I was yeah. like, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> but also, Gabby, you have no leg to stand on. What are you doing? <laughs> You're also cheating, bitch. What the fuck? Which we get later. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's just, oh my god. Anyway. But I love that she says that, but then it's like, I would still like to continue working for you, though. <laughs> yeah, because, like, she's like, you're still a boss ass bitch. Yeah. And I kind of worship you. Honestly. Until a little later. But, like, yeah. She's like, Actually, I still like to be your maid specifically, because I kind of, yeah, I admire you. Mm hmm. 
after that, Chanel rushes back in and they think she's gotten over being alone. And yeah. she rushes back in saying she has figured everything out. One piece of evidence is missing. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, you're going to die. <laughs> Why would you say that? You're going to die. You're going to kill the black person. <laughs> oh, God. She steps outside and the others immediately begin to talk about this like, oh, maybe she has figured everything out. No, no, this is a trick. She's actually the one and she's going to come back in and kill us. So, oh, we should all hide. And I'm like, y'all have no logic. You share a single brain cell between the seven <laughs> of you. Like, what? what logic is the killer going to come in and say that I know everything, but I'm going to go outside and come back? Yeah. And it's like, your logic is, let's hide. Like, there's only so many places you can go in the house. You're all locked in there together. Yeah, like, eventually you're going to need food or the bathroom. <laughs> so if she were the murderer... She could just wait at either the kitchen or the bathroom <laughs> and then murder you. So weird. But she comes back inside and is like, I've got it, of course. And as soon as she gets back in, a gunshot goes off. And I was mm. like, she's dead. But yeah. she's not dead. Because whoever... She's just in shock. Yeah, she gets... I think the gunshot just gave her like a minor heart attack. Yeah, and she, she just, just collapses thought, to the like, floor. Because uh, she comes in and it's like no one's there. Yeah, and then she hears the gunshot. So I think the first thing you think is like, even if you don't feel it, you're like, oh no, I've been shot. Yeah. While she's upstairs recovering, Augustine and Louise have a conversation where Augustine is asking if how Louise seduces a man. And I'm like, this is a great time to have this conversation, Augustine. <laughs> of course. I mean, she's just learned that the man that she's been pining over has been won over by a different woman. And this yeah. woman is right in front of her. So she's like, how could I have done what you did? <laughs> Basically. And Louise is like, well, you either have it or you don't. Like, you know, like I'm hot as shit and you kind of aren't. Yeah. So... I can't teach you. And um, Louise sings the song Peel Ufa. And she's like doing the can can. And it's like, I mean, it's because it has two separate parts. The verse is like pretty slow. <laughs> and then, like, when it gets to the chorus, it's like, anyway, I'm just here to have fun and fuck shit up. I'm here to have fun and fuck shit up. Woo! <laughs> I mean, that's basically the whole song, yeah. Yeah. And I love at the end of the song, Augustine's just like, well, that's not too bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but it's it's fun. And, like, Kathleen is just in a corner watching this. Yeah. Kathleen is always kind of there just in the <laughs> peripheral <laughs> she's like, just like watching the drama unfold and when it's over she comes out and she's like kind of teasing augustine oh like just, oh you never got married you'll never yeah. get married you're not hot you suck yeah augustine she goes into the kitchen where mommy and uh is yeah. there having a few drinks <clears throat> and so mommy and augustine end up talking now earlier Gabby had implied that you see the convolutedness of this movie. So earlier, Gabby, in a passing comment, said something like, well, at least I didn't kill my husband to yeah. mommy. Yeah. And mommy is a widow. Um, her husband was killed 
Augustine has never gotten over it. Yeah. It's been hanging over her head for years. And apparently Gabby thinks that mommy killed her. Well, now we have confirmation that mommy killed her yeah. husband. She's like, oh yeah, no, I, I totally killed Because like, Augustine's like, I'm sorry. Gabby just like talks and she sucks. Yeah. And um, mommy's like, no, no, she's right. No, she's right. I, I for sure did kill him. And Augustine's just like, what? And then mommy explains, like, that her husband did nothing wrong. He never hurt her. He never, like, cheated on her. Mm-hmm. He never did a wrong thing. She was just sick of him because he was dull. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So he was a nice person and you're the awful one. I got it. <laughs> so, like, divorce. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> Murder is the best option here, I guess. Honestly. But also, I guess it, 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 it introduces a pattern of murdering for convenience for her. <laughs> so it's like, maybe she did kill Marcel. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. I was like, wow, that's a lot. And also to your daughter, who has clearly never gotten over it. Maybe so it sucks it... as a person because of it, probably. Yeah. And she immediately Augustine just like flips and starts to strangle Gabby not Gabby mommy and mommy is just like basically begging um Augustine kill me do it I dare you do it please and Gabby comes in and she's like ah and hits her with a bottle like what are you doing it's like no mommy shut up and box and then Augustine is like no but she killed our father it's like yes I know (laughs) it's like I wasn't joking earlier oh god and then they hide mommy in the cabinet to sleep it off yeah oh god but then um, Gabby and Augustine have like a nice chat like look as much as we fight we're sisters and like I, I know, like, you argue, but I'm, like, here for you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's nice that they have that talk or yeah. whatever. And then Augustine goes up to her room. And then from that sisterly talk, we cut to another sisterly talk, which is Suzanne and Catherine. Yeah. And They're kind of, like, talking, like, oh, I hope we don't end up like them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll love each other forever. We're awesome as sisters. Catherine is asking Suzanne what it's like to be with a boy. Sure. Like, right. what it's like to have sex. He's like, and Suzanne is like, well, don't you know? And kind of trying to dodge the question. Yeah. Like, no, but like, what's it like? Mm-hmm. It's like, and Suzanne is like, I don't want to talk about this. And uh, immediately Catherine takes it because throughout the movie, people have been like, Babying her. Babying her and kind of like trying to hide her and protect her from things. And she's she takes it as like, oh, you don't think I'm going up to have this conversation? Mm-hmm. It's like you're treating me like everybody else and what have you not. And and then they break out into like WWE stop <laughs> fighting. And um, like Suzanne in just, I don't know, rage. She's just in the moment is like, well, you're not even my real sister anyway. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> You're still sisters. Oh, but God. yeah, she's like, oh, huh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, maybe it's better that we're not, that uh, Marcel's not my real dad. Yeah. Ooh. And Catherine's like, well, what do you mean? It's like, because the baby I carry is Marcel's. 
and no one talks about it. And we don't come back to it. For the we rest of the movie. come back to it. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. And you know, fair enough, the only two people that know are Hatsune and Suzanne. But still, the ending of this movie should have been a little different. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, particularly because of who knows that information. Yeah. But anyway, let's continue. Louise and Gabby end up having a chat in what looks like an office room. Mm-hmm. And Louise, they, they speak about a lot of things, but Louise is very much just disappointed in Gabby's weakness mm-hmm. um, about the overall situation. And it's like, how do you flip flop from this? Like, nothing has happened. But she. Louise begins to remove her maid's outfit. And I guess this is meant to represent like she is now equal to the rest of the women. That right. She's no longer like the underling or whatever. And I'm just like, Chanel's a maid too. <laughs> like there's nothing holding you back. But anyway, uh, she removes her maid's outfit and she, there's, there's something about her previous, uh, master that she had and gabby is like is this your previous master and she's like yes and like did you love her too and it's like yes i did and it's like and they're just like okay and i'm like all right (laughs) (laughs) i guess this is the relationship that we're moving forward with now because they go out of the room and gabby is sitting at the table and louise brings the tea but then sits down and has tea with with them and suzanne is upset She's like, Louise. <laughs> Ma'am, you are the maid. And Louise is like, I've actually bossed up in the last 10 minutes. Chill. <sighs> but Suzanne ends up finding a tiny gun, a tiny pink gun in Perrette's purse. Mm-hmm. And Perrette is now the prime suspect. But Perrette seen them find the tiny gun? And it's just like, yeah, okay. She sort of watches them accuse her yeah. from a distance. And I guess she comes up with a plan. Or at least we think that she's coming up with a plan. Because yep. Augustine comes down looking like an absolute starlet. Like, she looks completely no, yeah, she looks different. Bomb. Like, she's in this, like, turquoisey blue silver glitter gown and like jewelry she's curled her hair like she comes down the stairs all cinderella like (laughs) and you're like god damn what the fuck and she's like i just thought i'd i want to be pretty for once i love how gabby's like is that mine yeah she's like yes i'm just borrowing it you don't mind do you (laughs) i'm like well what's she gonna tell you to do take it off yeah, like, there's so many bigger things to <laughs> deal with right now. <laughs> uh, but then Perrette comes down, and the others are sitting in this, like, semicircle of accusation. Mm-hmm. And she comes down and is like, well, what's happening? And they pull out the gun, and she's like, well, I've been falsely accused. <laughs> <laughs> she's so fucking chill. <sighs> oh, my God. They get into like this little argument where all of them are accusing each other again and then all of them except for Gabby and Pirate leave to go and try to climb the gate because that is the only solution yep. now. So we get to the song that is sung by Gabby because um, 
they start talking about uh, who they are as people, kind of a thing. Sure. I kind of barely remember. Yeah, it's like they're sort of discussing Gabby and her relationship with Marcel. Yeah. And like how I don't know she's she feels and all this all of this whatever and she's just sort of like anyway I have a lover <laughs> um but yeah and then she sings Poi Jamais and it's just her being like she's sort of saying how she doesn't feel desirable I guess to mm-hmm. Marcel anymore um and like how like other people are falling over themselves to like yeah. sort of approach her and she's like well I mean fair I mean they kind of got married at a weird time for her and I don't think she ever I don't know if she like loved him loved him loved him yeah. I don't know that's fair but yeah, Perez. After that song, Perez claims that Gabby has a lover. Uh, must be because you were clearly leaving him for someone. Yeah. Um, she confessed that she had an affair with Chanel, and that she sometimes enjoys the company of women, which right. before she denied completely. Yeah. So, yeah, Gabby is sort of saying like uh, it ends up coming out that gabby was cheating on marcel with his business partner and Birek is also saying that she was seeing his business partner and he'd asked for money from her Birek is um was getting money for the business partner from marcel which is what we see her being in marcel's room for to like get money and um Gabby's like wait in the like in the blue envelope or whatever um and that's when they both realize that they're seeing the same dude and Biak is like pissed he's like you have my brother (laughs) you're already fucking my brother (laughs) why take another man from me and um they have like a physical fight biting all of that they fall to the floor they start making out yeah, um, that is the progression. <laughs> it's literally the progression. Yeah, and they're just like making out on the floor. <laughs> Everyone comes back in, stares at him for like half a minute, like trying to decipher this. To which then Suzanne's like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, which is like, okay. Uh, it's like unnecessary that like this happens and then everyone's like ew okay anyway when they like fully had (laughs) a conniption over chanel and her lesbianism Mm -hmm. again justice for chanel speaking of chanel she comes down the stairs because she has fully healed from her shock now yeah and chanel's like but this is enough this needs to end now. Catherine, get up here and tell everyone the truth. And then yes. Catherine's like, you know everything, Chanel? It's like, yes, you say it. So. Okay, I <laughs> have one question. Go ahead. 
what the fuck did Chanel figure out when she was in the kitchen for her to have realized to go outside to go look at wherever she was going to look at so that she can come back and confirm what the real story was? I think it was that all the knives were there. Is it? I think so. I think I think that's what it was. But she just looked at the knives and was like, oh, they're all here, and therefore he wasn't stabbed with a knife? <laughs> I'm trying to logic this nonsense movie. That's fair, but like, I just, even so, like, it could have been any other knife. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, it's just like, really, like, when, because when she's like, I figured it out, I thought there was like some real, a real clue mm-hmm. that like really opened shit for her. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. So, what happened was, Kaklin is apparently a spy and sits in her father's closet when he doesn't know that she's there. Just so a weird. weird child. And so we get the timeline of events as they happen through the night because right. Kathleen is there. So at 10 p.m., uh, mommy entered. The, so she was in there from 10 o'clock to the morning. <laughs> But anyway, so at 10 p.m., mommy came in and lied to Marcel that uh, someone stole her shares Mm -hmm. rather than to give the shares to him to save him from bankruptcy because his business was failing. Right. At 10.30 p.m., Augustine comes in to gossip to Marcel about all of the goings in the house more just to have some attention from the guy. And also to be like, Gabby sucks. Yeah. Remember? I'm the I'm the best sister. Fuck <laughs> me, please. And then at eleven PM, Gabby goes in the room to tell Marcel that she is going to leave him for his business partner. The one that is causing him bankruptcy. Yep. And then at eleven thirty PM <laughs> uh Louise appears as a vamp, according to yeah. Catwin. Yeah. Um, and her speciality is the misery of the, <laughs> of the man of the house. Right. So that happens. Then at some point in between 11.30 and when Susanna arrives, Tourette takes money from Marcel, also for his business partner. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, whoop. Well, also we find out that Perrette actually threatened to kill him. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> like, she, okay, so way earlier when they discussed that Perrette was there, mm-hmm. um, Louise says she heard um, uh, Perrette say, uh, give me the money or I'll kill you. And Perrette's like, no, I said, give me the money or I'll kill myself. And then now she's like, no, I really did say, give me the money or I'll kill you. <laughs> um, and then at 4 a.m., Suzanne arrives to tell Marcel that she is pregnant with his baby. <sighs> and I have questions. Um, so Katrina was in the closet for all of this. Yeah. When Suzanne came back and was like, hey, I'm pregnant, they didn't at any point say, like, oh, no, shit, 
our baby together that we made together because this is your baby, Marcel? I don't think, probably not. I think, I think as they did in most of this movie, they probably exchanged poignant looks. <laughs> and, <laughs> Then Hakun emerged from the closet and apparently her father was crying big fat tears and like pulled at her heart and so she conceived this plot to give him a bit of peace which was to pretend that he's dead so that he can watch the goings on of the family. Yeah. And I'm like, what? yeah like uh what also okay so (laughs) there's one shot at one point where they linger on a portrait of what i think is gabby a younger gabby yeah and like you can see i don't you don't see the eyes moving but i in my head was like oh this is a scooby-doo moment (laughs) where like the portrait is watching you because there's someone on the other side do you think that was that like he was watching I, I don't know. I think that was more to establish how much Louise looks like Gabby. Because it was, oh, cause there's a comment that Mommy says in the very beginning. Right. Where she says, um, he always liked youth. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, which is, I'm just like, gonna get through this movie. So. Marcel is not dead, if you yeah. did not catch that. Yeah. So it's all been a pretense, um, a fib by Catherine. Apparently, when Chanel went outside, she saw Marcel, Marcel in the window. Around. Again, how was she going to confirm just by looking in that window? What if he wasn't moving? What if he was just back in his bed, just <laughs> lying down? What, 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 how did she know that he'd be in there moving around? Because the plot required it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other reason. There's no other reason. But yes. So Catherine is saying all of this because she's like, I'm the only one that loves daddy. And after this, it's just going to be me and him. And we're going to, I'm like, girl, you want to do that? You see what he did to his other daughter? Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, to be fair, he, I guess he knew that it wasn't his daughter. She didn't know. They didn't know. It's fucking gross. I know it's gross. I know it's gross. <laughs> know it's gross. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Catherine runs up the stairs and goes to unlock the door. She unlocks the door and Marcel is standing there with a gun to his head. Just silently like upset and then he shoots himself. Not a word spoken. Yeah. So she has now officially seen his seen her father die. Yeah. And, <sighs> oh, sad for her. Cry, cry, cry. Yeah. And then mommy sings a song. Na 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 but like yeah it's just sort of like the end song he's like comforting Catherine kind of like oh sorry baby sad times and then they like 
are there's like minimal choreography okay they do a little choreo and then end holding hands yeah they hold hands and they look at the audience yeah the audience um but yeah no that's the end mm-hmm. okay so marcel drinking water um <laughs> Yeah, no, I really hate the character of Marcel, despite the fact that he is not present. It is about his death, and the fact that he slept with at least four of the women in this house, where multiple women in that house are related to him. (laughs) Um, He slept with half of them. And a fifth wants, like, wants to sleep with him, but obviously she wasn't attractive enough for him or mm-hmm. young enough for him, I guess. Um, that's gross. All of it's very, very gross. Um, I don't know. I think the thing was they, for Katsin, like, the whole plan would only really, really work if he was fully the wronged one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, like, the whole sadness of it would be sad if he really was the wronged one where like he didn't sleep with all these women and you know maybe they tried to come onto him but he was like no my one true love gabby and um then they all betrayed him anyway that that's a tragedy yeah he was just a piece of shit person <laughs> who got his comeuppance and then died i'm not a tragedy honestly justice is what that is he i don't know like there's a weird like thing where they're trying to they're framing uh not maybe not the writers or whatever but the characters are framing gabby's um uh infidelity as wrong but in the same breath can be like yeah anyway he slept with louise Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like, oh, it's so bad, Gabby, that you are leaving him for his business partner and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, those things both, they're both doing bad things to each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, Gabby's is the one that's mostly framed as a bad thing. We kind of gloss over Louise being a mistress a little bit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And then definitely gloss over the fact that he, like, fully slept with his daughter. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's not his technical daughter. Yeah. Like, if you raised somebody for 19 years. Yeah. From baby to, you don't get to sleep with them. Like, yeah. That's just the rule. Yeah. That's just what it is otherwise it's just grooming like woody allen knows a lot about that anyway so (laughs) but like yeah it's just it's weird especially like for her we don't really like we don't get to see how suzanne feels about this like having had sex with him not outside of the context of being pregnant with his kid yeah and whether or not that's dodgy or whatever mm-hmm. but like we don't really get to see where the consent rate was with that act yeah like we don't know whether how i mean obviously altogether it's a terrible thing it's awful even if she 
came on to him is mm-hmm. still like no he's she's your child in a way so but like it's but I wish we knew a little bit more about like where she stands and how yeah, she feels I about the whole situation. I feel like the whole incest thing was there for shock value, but there was never anything done with it. Yeah, like they revealed it in like a, and the baby, is my sir. Yeah, <sighs> but then nothing happens. Yeah, I was like, why did you? Why did you put it in there if you were going to do nothing with it? Like, yeah. why did you subject me to that? <laughs> Like they, it definitely could have added more drama within the house if more people yeah. knew. You know, it could have, it definitely could have stirred up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see what they wanted to do with it, and I wish they, they, they done it or mm-hmm. not done it at all. Yeah. Um, because again, we don't get to see where how Suzanne feels about all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, she sings Mona Moon Mona Me or whatever, and it's like. It seems like she kind of was into it. But, I and mean, then, she sings that about a pretend person. Sure. But, like... Because the, when she describes her lover to Catherine initially, she's like, oh, he has green eyes, and he's blonde, and he's tall, and whatever. And it's like, yeah. that person is not That's real. Exists, right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I just wish I, we'd gotten a little bit more about, like, her yeah because even though personally i don't like her that's just a me thing it's not <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has re- I, I i don't know she doesn't have control over it but like yeah it's i wish we dug a little bit more into that fucking storyline just being like does daddy know i mean obviously does he doesn't know because she already thinks her daughter is a whore mm-hmm. imagine her finding out that her daughter is shares a child with her husband ah so technically her daughter is also her oh yeah so her half sister yeah or like quarter sister how does that work well no because it wouldn't be her half sister for sure her um suzanne's daughter will be katrin's half sister right um even though she's also Catherine's half sister. Yeah. But just the other half. Yeah. What a weird anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I just I really Yeah, I hate Marcel. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we know very little about him except that he's just fucked about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um and for sure I'm including PMS in this until like someone comes up to me with a full on interview with that director or writer or whatever and it's like no they said like it didn't happen until that <laughs> happens in my mind they totally had their little interaction too anyway so <laughs> let's get to ratings uh, do you want to go first should I go first Um, sure for music uh, I did not know that this was Jukebox, mm-hmm. I guess because all of the songs are French and I have no frame of reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they did a really good thing with the songs because a lot of them seemed to suit the situation that they were put in. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, either they wrote the plot alongside the songs so that the songs would suit or 
they had the songs already in mind or they just were very meticulous in their selections. Because mm. um, I feel like I, I, I wouldn't have known otherwise that it was Jukebox because I just felt like they were written for the moments that they were in. Yeah. Um, also stylistically, I like the choices that they, they made. I feel like they were very much for the era that it was meant to represent. Mm-hmm. You know, like how Anna and the Apocalypse had that old era disjunction yeah. thing. I they felt kind of appropriate. I, I like that they reworked the mm-hmm. songs to fit the era. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for for music, I'll give it like a like a four 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 whoop. Four dogs out of five. Sure. Um, I feel the same. I didn't know it was a jukebox musical until like a few days ago when I was looking it up. Um, and I agree. Like the songs feel like they were specifically written for mm-hmm. this and like these characters and whatever. So like, yeah, whoever selected the songs and wrote the story was very good at what they do Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, that being said I think I agree with you this is the highest I've given in a while (laughs) 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 so yeah four puppers I'm with it so what's the story Uh, um I was having a rough time watching this movie. Not because it's in French, but because it's in French and I have to pay for it. So I was messaging Leo when I was watching. I was like, this is too, I can't. I have to keep rewinding. And it's just, it's so hard. I can't. Because I end up watching the movie. Yeah. And I don't make the notes. But then so many things happen. I have to go back and write the notes. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. It's It's fun it keeps you like engaged with it mm-hmm. all the way through there's never a moment where it's just like oh nothing is happening because something is always happening even if you don't think about it and <laughs> i just i enjoyed it for that reason the whodunit vibe is always interesting clue is one of the best movies ever mm-hmm. and <laughs> and it's it's just any whodunit that knows what they're doing is always going to be engaging yeah. um and very rewatchable and this is very re rewatchable yeah um so yeah i think but i mean there are elements of the actual story that could have used work like a lot of the things that they put in were a little unnecessary because they brought things up and dropped them a lot yeah and it was just for comment or for shock or just because and i don't want to say that we could have done without it but i just wished that some threads would have gone places Mm -hmm. rather than just being there and not becoming anything but then the movie would have been longer i would have still watched it Mm -hmm. um so i'm thinking again maybe for four four snipped telephone lines Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. The The story was incredibly engaging from start to finish. I watched it twice um, in the span of a week. So, um, and I wasn't bored both times. <laughs> so, um, 
you sometimes may have to watch it once, twice, three times because there's like, like you said, like comments or like shots and stuff that allude to stuff that you may not catch on the first watch. Um, so I like that about it that it's rewatchable, um, and you don't like hate it <laughs> the second time around, you know. Um, I yeah, also wish they'd done more with some of the stuff that they introduced. Um, but overall, I think, yeah, I'll give it like a 3.75 snipped telephone wires. Um, overall enjoyment. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Myself and die in fire. But otherwise, um, I really enjoyed myself. It's fun. I recommend it to anyone who is capable of watching something while reading subtitles, which are not French. Um, and yeah, I I think it, it's it's very fun. It's it's a very escapist kind of a thing where you just watch the lives of the people in this French villa for like an hour and a half. It's like, oh, I thought my life was bad, y'all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just fun to like just lose yourself for a second. So yes. I will continue my train of fours and give it the four little guns of enjoyment. Nice. Uh, well, I, you may not know this about me, but I love murder mysteries. I love mysteries in general. Belle surprise. <laughs> I'm like genuinely from like the age of what, like five watching Scooby-Doo. Like, mm-hmm. My whole life has been like building up to enjoying this movie. Um, obviously, I love musicals. Duh, this is a musical. <laughs> Let's not pretend that that wasn't a thing. But like to put them together, like that, and I love that they had that little Poirot moment at the end with Catherine, like being like, "Well, this let me break <laughs> everything down for you." I mean, that's like a staple of the um whodunit genre but I, I i do enjoy a good moment of like i know everything and let me tell you the whole story from start to finish from every person's um every character's perspective um yeah i really really enjoyed it i not even based on nostalgia alone so i agree with the four um little guns little pink guns that Pirette has been hiding in her purse. It wasn't even her gun. It was just a gun. Yeah. Anyway. Also, okay, so Catherine went around fucking shit up, right? So she put a gun in Pirette's purse, (laughs) took um, Augustine's medication and put it near Gabby's stuff. Yeah. Stole um, uh, Mommy's shares. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Catherine is, is so chaotic. Anyway, um, tell me more, tell me more, the podcast, we're obsessed, we're obsessed, we're obsessed, here we are to confess. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I guess I'll go first, because uh, we basically have the same thing to discuss yeah. <laughs> this week. Um, so... If you have a Spotify or even an Instagram, you would have seen 
that Spotify did one of those things where they tell us what info that they've been collecting of us <laughs> over the last decade. Um, basically, what songs we like, what genres we're into, what artists we're obsessed with. And with, <laughs> like, my Spotify was like, hey, this year you were obsessed with Hades Town, and <laughs> over the last decade you've listened to Steven Universe like every day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess low-key obsessed with the fact that I am very true to myself in my adoration of musicals and that is what my Spotify reflects um I listened to it's it was really funny because it said like my top artists are Anais Road Hades Town number two was Hades Town number three was Steven Universe number four was um Reese who like Reese like, Cardi? Yeah, who, like who is basically Orpheus in Hades Orpheus in Hades Town, and there was another one that was basically another Hades Town thing, and it was like, just say I'm obsessed with Hades Town and go. Like you don't I have mean, to read me like this. Reese Carney is an angel of earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, and I guess Epic is the song I listen to the most. Mm-hmm. Epic Theory. What about you? Uh, so mine was a little, um, it was funny because Broadway was my top genre. I didn't think that I had listened to that much. Hmm. I was wrong. Um, because again, I think my top one was Hades Town, but in particular, I had just listened to, um, a a single song from Hades Town Hmm. a lot, um, for like eight hours but I think my top top one is the musical six mm. which again I just listened to a particular song which was no way um, for many many hours because I really liked that song um, but yes I think it was I don't remember the listing uh, exactly but it was six Hades Town I think Oh, two of my most listened to artists were Christian Borle and Andrew Reynolds. And I'm like, right. of course, the, the falsettos <laughs> said yes. So I was like, of course, it's falsettos. Come back to terrorize my life again. Yeah. And um, it was it was just funny. And also, um, oh, shoot, what's her name? Um, the Salonga. Salonga? Uh, Salonga? Yeah. Um, who is in uh, Once Upon This Island? <laughs> right. So it's just it's just a lot of musicals, a lot of them. It yeah. can't be helped. Yeah. Honestly. That's that. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to our episode of Week Fam. Um, fam. Fam. <laughs> Week Fam. Um, but yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TMMTMM Podcast, on Tumblr at Tell Me More Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at Tell Me More Tell Me More Podcast at gmail.com. And you can support us on Patreon. Um, if you look for TMMTMM Podcast or Tell Me More Tell Me More Podcast, I, I have like posted our. 
bonus episode like the link to our bonus episode on our twitter so like you can find it through that too um it is a give what you can community so you don't have to like come in with five dollars every month because we know money is hard to come by (laughs) so just yeah give what you can and you get bonus episodes like it's not like you're giving us money for free you're getting like more stuff with it (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah thank you for listening and you'll catch us on the next one i guess by then it'll christmas would have come by right yes all right so merry christmas (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we already have plans into the new year for what we'll be doing so yeah it'll be fun and we hope you enjoy our next episode it might be killing me (laughs) um but yeah i don't know enjoy your christmas and whatever holiday that you have been celebrating over the last month and we'll catch you in our next episode bye bye wait no i always forget to say my name (laughs) i was waiting for it (laughs) i always forget um until then i've been your host leah and i've been your host caduceus and this has been tommy more tommy more the podcast bye bye bye